What up, y'all? Welcome back. This is the Sexual Intellectual Podcast, the late edition. Hey, it's Monday, all right? It's Monday. And so we're going to get it out on Monday. We're going to work on this seven in the morning thing, but it is Monday. And so hopefully y'all don't hear that ice cream truck in the background. But if you do, sorry. Y'all know what happens once it's 70 degrees. Ice cream truck come out. So, let's get right to it. Let's start off with a semi-adult topic. And then we'll go into some real wild political stuff. So, according to the CEO of OnlyFans, OnlyFans is now at more than 3 million creators and is global and they are looking to expand into latin america and australia where they think they will see lots and lots of growth according to the ceo uh she says and this is a quote there has been a huge uptick in creators joining since last year with the total up almost 40 percent last year not during lockdown last year that means people saw success in lockdown and new people heard about it and new people have come and that means we have a shitload of people up on OnlyFans doing their thing that's a lot of people three million and so first congratulations to OnlyFans this is not a paid ad I just think that's dope we've spoke about OnlyFans up here before and congratulations to the three million people who are feeling open and uh, comfortable enough to be on OnlyFans doing their thing. I think that's a beautiful thing. It takes a lot to be able to say, I'm going to go on this platform and put it all out there. Even if you're not putting it all out there, perhaps you're doing risque content. I know there's people who do music and gym stuff, uh, you know, fitness stuff that does not involve nudity. Comedians are up there. Artists are up there doing different things. I once saw a woman on Twitter. I wish I knew her name. Her, she deserves an ad because she's so smart and creative, in my opinion. She was just naked reading books. That's it. She didn't play with herself. She didn't have sex. She just was naked reading books. It was like a book club. And you could join the book club and she'd be nude. That was it. And it wasn't even erotic books. It just was like, yeah, I just happened to be reading whatever. Random ass book. And she'd just pull up a chair, sit on it nude, and start reading. Got to applaud that one. So a bit of a congratulatory moment for both the creators and the platform. Uh, I know that creators are saying there still are improvements that need to be made to the platform, but nothing is perfect in this world. And so I think that's really interesting. I thought that was worth bringing to the platform here, especially because a while ago we spoke about the whole make love, not porn thing. Uh, and I think this may be kind of a middle ground because this is not exactly super high quality, high production porn. This is more of an invite you into my world, which comes closer to the, I guess, uh, movement that Make Love Not Porn is trying to push. And so I thought it was good. And I'm all for people expressing themselves and being open sexually. And I think if 3 million people have been able to do that, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, 
y'all know me. I don't knock the OnlyFans creators. I support them, and I think that we should all be applauding them, their bravado, and the entertaining entertainment that they bring us. All right, because I mean, hey, we all we all have our moments, and so if you're on OnlyFans as a subscriber, that means more content is available to you, and so. There you go. That's our topic for today. I uh, just wanted to give them a quick shout out, show them some love, you know, because they help us out in moments of ed- entertainment or maybe you have other needs they help you with, you know. But I think that's big. Uh, more so, this is for me a topic because I want to speak about the sexual expression part. You know, uh, very often expressing sexuality, expressing openness, no pun intended, is uh, not prohibited, but it's knocked, right? It's something that's frowned upon. And we see that, yeah, it has been more commercial as of late, but I think that seeing a 40% uptick overall on the platform speaks a lot. And so I just wanted to speak about that and applaud those ladies, gentlemen, and everyone else who is up there doing their thing. And that's it. That's all the good news I got for y'all today. So if you only wanted good news, thank you for being here. See you next time. Uh, We about to get nasty in here. And so before I move on, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. Hit the drop, folks, because it's that time. Politics as usual. Time for politics as usual, folks. That's right. So most of you probably already know that there was an incident on the train where a young man was choked to death by another man and a lot of the details have been kind of weird. I still don't know the full story. I don't think we know the full story. I think more details will be revealed. But here's what we do know. We know, let me get the young man's name because we've got names and stuff to talk about here. So the young man's name is Jordan Neely. We know that Jordan Neely was a homeless man and a performer. He was on the train with ex-Marine Daniel Penny. And Daniel Penny choked the life, literally, out of Jordan Neely. That's what we know. And so that's what happened. Jordan Neely is no longer with us. And Mr. Penny was taken into custody and released. That's what happened at first. And so I got to talk about a guy I talk about a lot up here. And we're going to get back to the Marine and Mr. Neely in a moment. But uh, you probably guessed already who I'm about to talk about. Yeah. Mr. Mayor Eric Adams. And so Eric Adams has been vocal about this situation. In fact, he is using this situation to try to push an agenda that he has been pushing for a while. And that is McNasty. And we are gonna talk a little bit about that. And so, uh, last Wednesday, Mayor Eric Adams spoke about the incident. He said in a speech Wednesday at City Hall that, uh, let me see, where's this quote? He says, it's time to build a new consensus around what can and must be done for those living with serious mental illness and to take meaningful action despite resistance and pushback from those who misconstrue our intentions. 
He continued citing Neely's past as an example of why this initiative is vital. Quote, I want to say up front that there were many people who tried to help Jordan get the support he needed. But the tragic reality of severe mental illness is that some who suffer from it are at a, well, I put A in there. Some who suffer from it are at times unaware of their own need for care. Okay. Why is he saying this? He's saying this because he is pushing an agenda where people are forced into hospitalizations for mental illness. Okay. That is why, if you know, I think it was back in November. I'm trying to see if the article cites it. But um, but um, bump, bump, bump. Yeah, here we go. In November, Adams announced a policy that involuntarily hosp. Oh, it's. Ah, the article has a typo. Okay, I, I was like, wait a minute. Uh, in November, Adams announced a policy that involuntarily hospitalized those who cannot fulfill their basic needs due to mental illness. During his 14-minute speech, Adams also explained that, quote, the circumstances surrounding Neely's death are still being investigated. Yeah, so back in November. And basically what he wants to do, part of uh, Eric Adams' plan to remove people from the streets of New York who are homeless is to forcefully hospitalize them. It will not be their choice. If you remember, I spoke about it briefly here. It's up to police officers to say, oh, this person, excuse me, this person needs to be hospitalized for mental illness. And that is part of what they are trying to now say. They're saying that Neely uh, was offered help on multiple occasions. He refused, he was mentally ill, and that is the cause of what happened. One, I think that's really interesting because if things are still under further investigation, why are we speaking out of turn? Clearly, we don't know the full details if it's still under investigation, right? Mr. Adams, wouldn't that be correct? Hmm, I think so. Second, I think it's really nasty anytime a politician uses someone's death to push their agenda. We see it very often. I won't name all the times, but there's plenty of times that we have seen this. I think it's nasty every time. And yo, if something happens to me, don't let these motherfuckers use my death to be the reason that they passed the such and such bill or the such and such act or the such and such initiative. No, fuck that. That shit is whack. I don't like that. You have your agenda. That's fine. Don't use someone's death as the like uh, uh, pivotal moment to push forward your agenda. Like, oh man. And, and I know that this is something that PR and media people who are on your team are probably telling you to do. Don't give a fuck. It's still nasty. It's gross. This young man died and was killed by someone else. And I'm still waiting for all the facts to come out, but I remember when it initially happened, they said that Neely was held down by other people while the Marine choked him out. What the hell? We gonna, we gonna try to use his death to push an initiative? No, I don't accept that. I think that's quite gross and very unacceptable. Whatever initiatives you may have are fine. 
And I know there's more going on with this homeless initiative. Some things are good, some things are bad. But to have a press conference and try to make it seem like it was Neely's fault for not accepting help, yeah, that's fucked up. Because whether he accepted help in those moments or not has nothing to do with him being choked out on the train, nor does it justify him being killed on the train by this other man. And so that I think is wrong. I think it's fucked up and I think it's unacceptable. And so that is something I needed to bring here to the pod and needed to say. And so that leads me to my next topic, which is the same topic, but a different part of it. And probably still politics as usual. If you agree, then you can put it in the comments. And so we go to dailymail.co. And there's a lot of other sites talking about it, but the long and the short of it is, uh, Daniel Penny was arrested and charged with Jordan Neely's death, murder, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, man, the shit is really sad and really interesting, but a lot of people are coming to this man's side. They are supporting and donating the Marine, the ex-Marine, Daniel Penny. They are donating thousands and thousands of dollars. They are donating thousands and thousands of dollars to aid his defense. This includes politicians. This includes politicians coming out and saying publicly that they support this man. It's really nasty. And so I just want to say, oh, he's being charged with second degree manslaughter, which is also bullshit in my opinion, but we'll get there in a minute. And so as of Monday morning, an online crowdfunding campaign set up by Marie, by the Marines attorney. I'm not going to keep calling this motherfucker a Marine. I don't care if it's in the article or not. Penny has received, excuse me, around 40,000 donations amounting to more than 1.9 million. The new number they're saying is two and change over 2 million. But this article that I pulled up says 1.9 million. Support for the Marine. Uh, see, they're going to keep saying that shit. Support, support for Penny has grown quickly, nearly doubling in less than a day. On Sunday, the campaign page hit the $1 million mark soon after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, DeSantis shared a link in a tweet. It's really wild to me the way that this shit is going down. And you can probably guess, if you don't know already, what these two gentlemen look like. Long pause on purpose, yes. You can probably guess that Neely was a young black man and that the other gentleman was not black. And I'm gonna make it a bit racy, but I think it's really interesting that so many people and politicians are coming to the aid of a murderer. Why? Because he killed a young black guy? We don't even have all the details yet of what happened. So you can't even really say that you feel it was a justified self-defense incident. Exactly. Peel out. 
there's so much left to be uncovered. I think it's truly disgusting that these politicians are jumping to donate to this situation. And yes, there's a lot to say about who the young man's father is. He's connected and all these other things. Awesome. I don't give a fuck. I don't care about Penny's connections, Penny's families. What I care about is the incident. What I care about is another black man being killed publicly. This happened on the train. The train. It didn't happen when he stepped on someone's private property. It didn't happen because he was robbing a liquor store at gunpoint. No. It happened on the train, a public place. That's where it happened. In a public place. Okay? Now, I got to beg the question. I got to ask. It makes me curious. Why are they donating and why are they donating so quickly? You don't think it's racially motivated? Cool. Great. I never seen people come out in droves and donate millions and millions of dollars to Joe Schmo. I've never seen that. I've never seen people donate to someone's defense in this way. In fact, I don't think anyone has because the platform that it's on crashed. It was overwhelmed with the amount of donations. That only usually happens when a platform is not built to withstand the amount of traffic that it is receiving. Meaning, there's a lot of people fucking donating. Why are they donating? Well, they said the uptick happened after that guy from Florida said what he said in a tweet. Well, yeah, you can imagine who the people are that are following that guy. Uh, a very big mouth Republican guy. It's probably because his followers feel they share some of the same uh, fundamentals that he does. And so, yeah, I'm going to donate because my guy, he, who I feel very similarly about, the people, his fans, definitely not me. They're seeing that and saying, oh, yeah, this, if, he, if he's getting behind this cause, so am I, because I support him. Well, if you support him and you're donating, man, that's fucked up. And honestly, fuck y'all all for that shit. I don't have a problem saying it. I don't give a fuck. I truly do not. I think this is really wrong. And I got to be honest, I do think it's racially motivated. And if I'm wrong and it is proven that I'm wrong, I have no problem apologizing. But man, I got to wonder what would happen if it was a reverse situation. If a white homeless man was killed by a black ex-marine. Hmm. I wonder what would happen there. Probably not millions of dollars of donations. Probably not a Republican guy with very strict uh, core beliefs donating and tweeting. And probably not someone who's trying to run for another office donating $10,000 and making that a public thing. Probably not. They probably use back channels and other ways to donate if that was the case, I don't think it would be so public and so, uh, what word I want to use here? Mm -hmm. I don't even know. I don't think it would happen so quickly 
That's number one. I don't think it would be so public. That's number two. And number three, I don't think it would be something that people are putting public statements out about either. And so it's political. Clearly we know Ron DeSantis is trying to run for president. We know that that's something that he's been trying to, you know, see if he's got enough supporters to do. We know this other person, this other political person is running for another position. We know that. And so this is all politics as usual. Once again, it's about agendas. It's usually not about people. I think it's fucked up. I want to say, fuck y'all, middle finger to y'all. And I want to say, pay attention, people. Another black man has been killed in front of us. And I'm sure there's more footage coming soon, especially if there were people who were able to take pictures and things like that of parts of the incident. I'm sure there's some video footage with the full situation unraveling itself. And I'm just gonna add this one more piece here. Aren't Marines taught multiple ways to stop people from being able to move and attack them? Did we have to completely choke this person to the point of death? There was nothing else you could have do. You couldn't broke a leg, broke an arm, use the pressure point to make him take a nap. None of those things. The only thing we can do is kill a black man. That's the only thing we can do with all of the Marine training. Is that all you can do, Mr. Penny? That's it? Nothing else? What about the people who were there, the four people who allegedly held them down? Y'all couldn't have thrown him off the train at the next stop? Y'all couldn't have pushed him away and kept the two gentlemen away from each other? Nothing else we could have done, right? We could just kill black men, that's it, right? Is it because we don't value the lives of black men? Is that why? Or was it that Mr. Neely was such a danger to you and society that he had to go? And if that is the case, who the fuck made you judge, jury, and executioner? Just want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. It's sad that this is the focus of the pod. It's sad that this is the state of society. But it is what it is. This is where we are. And until we work together to fix these things, that's where it's going to stay. And on that note, I'm out of here. I will see y'all next week.